is to remind myself that through difficult times, we are growing. Yeah. We are being challenged because we need to up level, you know, new level, new, new level. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Behind the Mother Mask. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello, <laughs> and welcome back to episode 29 of Behind the Mother Mask and the first one of the new year. Yay! So this is actually a part two with Dan, and we tried to do this, didn't we, on New Year's Eve? Yeah. But we we knew going into it, starting recording at like half ten or whenever it was, was not a good thing. And we didn't finish until like half eleven and realize that we probably need to do it again but at the moment we're on our own we don't have childcare um frequently so bonnie is in the other ring so if we need to pause we will because this week we are talking about parenting and relationships which is another huge area and you know just from doing the last one has made me realize that i need to do more reflective episodes because i think it's really really powerful and this was inspired by the episode that I did with you all about celebrating you and your reflections from 2022 so we're going to continue I'm with my husband Dan by the way but hopefully you've listened to part one hi Dan <laughs> good morning we are so yes it's 9 20 in the morning of the 2nd of January Bonnie's watching Peter Rabbit so hopefully the film and not the episodes <laughs> yeah I think she's watching the film oh good so we're going to continue through the kind of template of hardship and challenge from 2022 and what we've learned, then who's been the biggest influences, and of course, our highlight and any kind of wisdom that we want to pass on. So what I will just say is these two topics are still work in progress, I'd say for both of us, but I'll just speak very much, you know, for myself that when I started this podcast, it was very important to me to share from the middle and to share the in-between the lines and the unthinkable thoughts and the things we don't say, because usually what we struggle with or what we carry alone is what we struggle with. And 
you know, it kind of is a good place to start that I found that really hard that back in the end of 2021, I'd had the idea for the podcast, but I was stuck in this kind of overthinking, overanalyzing thought pattern of how was I ever going to speak my truth when my story interconnects with other people's and exposes other people's. And I think Oprah said that like self-betrayal is like the worst thing. I shouldn't say it, she's more articulate than that, but over not that much time, but listening to a few podcasts, Ashley C. Ford particularly, and understanding that your truth is your truth and you can't betray yourself. And the more that we kind of suppress that, the more that it eats us up. And I think ultimately that people that love you wouldn't want you to hide your truth. That's not a loving act. And truth is is multifactorial. Like there's many truths. There's many truths. And this is very much leading into relationships that personally I have had and do have complicated relationships. And they're usually with family. Because I think in other areas, we don't really care so much. (laughs) Obviously, our friends are important. But what matters the most is the most significant ones that have the most significant impact. And where trauma is involved, that makes things really, really complicated. And especially when it's, well, in the past, it's not in the past for the people who experienced it. And in this day and age, like we have much more understanding there's much more encouragement to talk about it there's more resources there's more therapies there's less stigma I mean look at the work that I'm doing it's come from this but back then if you'd gone through significant trauma which had happened to my mum there was not the support you're silenced you're told never to speak about it it's a stiff upper lip you don't talk about it do you people don't know how to but also the taboo the shame especially around suicide so you just don't talk about it so that trauma eats you up and it metastasizes and as we know that pain is not transformed is transmitted and I feel that that although I understand it as a legacy and as many gifts it still makes those relationships very difficult because you're having relationships with wounded children. And what I find is that it triggers my unhealed, unnurtured child as well. And that's really, really hard. And I think it's hard to get stuck in this, why aren't things different? The grief of that things are not different. I think it's that acceptance. And also, you know, talking about these things is hard. It's hard because it is something that, personally I'm continuously working on and I think to be okay so obviously it's a happy ending I launched the podcast I found my voice and you know it's amazing that when you get talking and I'll come to this with the highlight your intention is only good like my why is to break patterns of generational trauma and self-silencing so that people don't have to go through this the kids don't have to experience this so that's only good but I think you know, sticking with the challenge, I really got stuck and felt like a failure. I felt like a a failure as like a daughter. And this kind of built us over into feeling like a bit of a failure as a wife, because at the time I was not 
earning money and I know we spoke about that in the last podcast that we're a team which I didn't see it like that at the time I know we were a team Mm -hmm. but I felt like I should be doing more and stepping up and I shouldn't be like struggling Mm -hmm. so I think the hardships was definitely complicated family relationships that were very much rooted in trauma and the past not being in the past because for some people they didn't have the opportunity to heal so they are still that wounded child and we tend to stay at the age that the trauma happened and then how you can have a a relationship an adult relationship with that personally like Dan and I I think the big thing between us and you know did I say it on this podcast? We've already tried once with this this morning, but what Rick Hansen says about the different roles that we play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dan and I spoke about our career and health and self-development in the last podcast. It's not in isolation. You know, if we're just comparing our relationship to someone else's relationship or being a mum to someone else being a mum, you know, we can find fault, but we need to look at the whole picture And he also said that if we were in the Olympics, we'd be decathletes, we'd be doing 10 sports. So when we consider how kind of under pressure, depleted, stressed, um, stuff going on in career, health, and then you bring in the relationship to that, it's going to put pressure. And for me, I think it was, we got stuck in defense. And a kind of pattern that runs through relationships and parenting is this inner child felt like my child was very activated and unnurtured at the beginning of the year and had been for some time and it was activated it was triggered in disagreements and conflicts with us and same with parenting because it put me personally in that defense mode so that was a really big challenge and socially oh my goodness just the realization of how disconnected I had become I do like people from a distance (laughs) (laughs) I still get people hangovers and people can be exhausting but I like my people and I actually get energized by like-minded souls and doing this work and I'd realized how stuck I'd become in this groundhog pattern of just being in the house working from the computer going for my walk not actually interacting with real humans so I think that was really huge to acknowledge that and was a bit pushing myself out of my comfort zone to then yeah go and like mingle and then I think with the parenting I'm just going to do my hardships with parenting I'll pass over to Dan because I know he will have stuff to say and prompt me so coming into the year it was really difficult to help Bonnie regulate her emotions. But as I just said, mine as well, I was getting triggered by her triggers and it was just explosive. And that's where I'd go from this kind of avoidant parenting because I didn't, this power under, I didn't want to poke the bear because I didn't want to trigger the wounded child in me to this kind of rage. And I heard someone say that like, the rage of a child in an adult's body can be very scary and that's exactly what it was it was like this cry to be seen from this child that had not been healed and not been seen and that is another big pattern that runs through all of this is feeling unseen um there was a lot of kind of emotional stress and I believe Bonnie was picking up on 
it and acting it out. So it was almost like her behavior was reflecting our stress and how we were feeling and she was holding up the mirror. So that's when we reached out to work with Fiona and MG. And that has been life changing. And we'll come on to that. But Fiona, she's a parenting coach on her her email so how she signs off she's got Dr Shafali's quote every interaction with our child is a reflection of our own relationship with ourselves and that was exactly it Um, although Bonnie is her own person and is going through her own development and her own stuff I think she was picking up a lot on us and reflecting it back and that's how we learned from her so much and yeah, these big emotions in her triggering big emotions in us and vice versa. And we're stuck in this kind of emotional nervous system vortex of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, Bonnie not wanting to go to school. Um, that was massive. And that has opened up a much deeper understanding about this, the education system for us and how, you know, it's not necessarily compatible for all children. And yeah, that goes down a kind of another avenue but and also I think the challenges that go across my parenting and relationships is just this real big need for space like I need to have my own nervous system I need to be able to breathe I need to have my own thoughts and this understanding that I pick up on people's emotions and energies but I pick up on what is not said and I always have done from a child and that's why I made myself wrong from a very young age when I used to sit outside my parents room and listen for proof that I was bad that it was me, because I could pick up on what was not said. And this is why behind the mother mask is so important. Because ultimately, when we can align how we feel on the inside and how we show up on the outside, and there's more congruence there, that's when I believe where our kind of most happiness and most whatever that feels and looks like for you. But our children pick up on it as well. So that was a huge thing that runs through these two big topics and everything really sensitivity feeling the truth not being able to speak it and need the need for space because then it's just me (laughs) I can trust that a bit more and I know it's just my emotions and this huge need for validation yeah I think yeah I think that's probably the big challenges and the time it took to support Bonnie, the time that goes into disagreeing, the, the going to bed, like the waking back up, the feeling when me and Dan would kind of, I say, fall out, I felt like a child, I felt abandoned, I felt on my own, I felt scared. And that was not a good place to be. Well, no, it's not. It's not because I think in this, both in parenting certainly in parenting and in life like we need we need someone like we said in the last one we need someone to stand in the arena with us because when we're feeling that child activates I know I know how that feels when the child gets activated you feel you feel very you can feel very lonely and you just you just want that support from 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 a loved one to contain you I think that's the big thing it's emotional containment you need to know that when you rattle the bar, that you're safe. Yeah, it's like, like the fairground, right? Exactly. You need to know that when the when you don't feel safe and you're rattling the bar, you need to know that that bar holds. Yeah. And that typically comes from a partner 
or from a parent or from like a, a solid social circle or that one particular friend. So when these episodes happen and it's the person that usually is containing you or is able to contain your emotions is the one causing this lack of security, lack of safety really is, like you say, a very difficult, almost scary and isolating situation. Yeah. And I think that has been my life's quest for my identity, but also for that sense of safety and sense of home and sense of belonging. Yeah. So strangely, that kind of leads into one of my kind of like (laughs) one of my hardships has been that connection and, and finding the right words to say in times of emotional dysregulation of others yeah primarily you and bonnie yeah um and for those who know me i think it comes no surprise i'm very much like on the logical side of a kind of logical emotional spectrum so to actually kind of come to an emotional bust up has actually taken quite a lot of work for me and that's that's been one of my one of my hardships this year is actually finding how to connect in states especially parenting in states of dysregulation for bonnie when she's dysregulated how do i connect because in that in that state her logical brain is is shut off and it is completely emotionally driven behavior so for me to kind of come in with almost like a logical approach is i'm not meeting her logical side with that i need to meet her emotional side and kind of bring her out of that so that's been a, that's been a big hardship for me but it's also been a big lesson learned and I know yeah. we're going to get onto them later but I think with that though also that that kind of feeds into relationships as well and that connection mm-hmm. and that that need to be seen and that need to communicate it as well like yeah. not being able to communicate your own truth yeah for whatever reason it's dangerous like you said in the last podcast yeah it is because you're silencing yourself you're silencing your truth mm. and when you're not speaking your truth you are going against every kind of what did you say earlier it's like betraying it, yourself exactly and that's where the self-abandonment I know I've used that word a lot in many of the episodes but that's what it is and yeah. that's the opposite of connection isn't it separation from the yeah. self yeah no absolutely and I, I think even even somehow I picked up on what you said earlier is that you know work in progress or parenting relationships is yeah. work in progress because we're 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 going to be parents for the rest of our lives yeah. no matter what happens it's the longest time it's not even a trimester but you know we go on about all these different yeah. phases and trimesters and then there's motherhood yeah so it's forever a work in progress because your child is is forever a work in progress and they're continuously good. growing yeah and developing and you there as a parent needing to up level every single time your child does because you need to grow with them because you need to you need to take that plenty you need to take plenty with you but one of the things you need to take is that emotional regulation yeah. the emotional containment knowing that whenever it is they rattle the bar that bar's going to hold and that we are that bar well one of the things that was hard for you was bonnie's physical kind of aggression towards you wasn't it yeah and you know i think we've We've said this before on the on the episode that we didn't finish. Um, was it Gordon Newfeld? 
who is obviously a guru in attachment, said that he reframed hitting. And it was very interesting for me to hear that, that if you can't hit your dad, who can you hit? Like hitting dad is the trust that that's okay, that that's safe. It has to go somewhere. And if dad can hold it, that is kind of gold. You know, yeah, yeah. And I think that did help reframe those beatings for me. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that bad. No, but I think Bonnie in those extremely dysregulated states would would seek me out to take things out physically because I think and when I when I look back at that yes I was I was definitely in an arena there and I was in almost in some cases fight or flight do I fight back or do I walk away self-protection and I think yeah and it's that and it's and it's that that ability to well I think the what the big thing for me has been that reframe yeah yeah I yeah I've taken quite a lot of beating quite a lot of hits and stuff like that but it's Bonnie I understand now that Bonnie needs occasionally that outlet when she words aren't enough you know she can't find the words you know she can't find any other way of releasing these emotions from her body and the safest thing to do for her is to let them out in a physical form and that is letting them out on me yeah and I'm there and I'm, you know, I'm a fully grown man. I, I can take it. It's it, it it's not particularly pleasant at the time. It's never anyone else. Though. Like at school, it's like the fizzy pop. She's so contained and, you know, we only ever get good feedback. And, oh, I mean, I hate the good girl. With it. But, you know, it's all fine. It's, it's in the safety where she can trust, where she feels safe. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Like, I think also what Bonnie's taught, me is she expresses herself we suppress she beats you up we beat ourselves up yeah yeah well I think as well like this 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 also feeds into just reminding me is that the dysregulated episodes Bonnie would come home from school and it would just blow up Mm. because she has contained herself all day in school and then she comes home to us and it is a safe space to let go of all those contained feelings and if I pick up on people's energy, I know Bonnie, I know that she does too. So she's probably carrying a classroom of 20 kids stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that was that was another thing that I listened to recently is that w- within the first 45 minutes of pickup from school, all behavior is not seen as, you know, it's not, it, it can't be um, punished. You yeah. know, whatever happens, whatever is said, whatever is done, it's all a release for them. And it's not, you've just got to let them go through it. Let them, let them, them be kids. Let them be kids. Let, let them, them express. They have to have that expression. If they suppress, then it's going to lead to, you know, unhealthy emotional habits growing up. And our job is to hold that. Yeah. And I think so, so, so yeah, so the big one there is kind of the connection for me in terms of hardships, but also I think in terms of our relationship is actual lack of time together. Yeah. You know, we have, we fight like. We fight for time. We Yeah. And, and I think just to pick up on something else that you mentioned as well is that in every relationship, there are two individuals. So the, the relationship exists as an entity, but within that relationship, there are so the two individuals as well. And when you were saying, you know, you felt like you failed as a wife because you weren't earning, even in that relationship, we weren't failing. There's still that truth that within that relationship, there's you as an individual who have 
you know you feeling like this and it exists again there's one truth and and me thinking on the opposite side you're not failing at all that exists as a truth as well but they can they can exist together yeah um but within that within that relationship you know the relationships it's there it stands and and but it also holds two separate truths i think that is growth holding multiple truths I think we have gained the expansion, haven't we, in ourselves to hold multiple truths and not take them personally, but look at them objectively like, oh, isn't that interesting? What can we learn from that? I do see that as what we've learned, like the progress. Yeah, yeah. And I think just the last the last one on sort of the hardships is really is, is speaking another person's love language. Yeah. Especially by someone like me who dif- finds it difficult with that. Words so yes thank you (laughs) putting words in my mouth no but that's true I do I do struggle with it and I do struggle to put words to my emotions yeah so to be able to actually understand somebody else's emotion and put words to that and then put empathy to that is actually been a lot of it's caught well it's caused a lot of friction you know because I'm not giving you what you want I'm not giving Bonnie what she wants and and, and my defense has always been, well, I don't really know how I don't, I don't, I don't, I struggle with it, yeah. you know, and um, that, I mean, that, that has been a huge area that, you know, I've had to, I've had to work on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it, it has, yeah, there's, there's been quite a few, quite yeah. a few challenges. Everything kind of bubbled up in every area didn't it because we again we had unnurtured parts we had opportunities to grow so this stuff comes up for a reason is is my thoughts but at the time it does not feel good no and I think that's what I've grappled with time and time again Bonnie is a teacher but you know it's not her responsibility and all of this but Jesus when does the teacher give us a a break yeah the student's not always ready yeah (laughs) can I get off I need a wee wee need to just have a break when's half term felt relentless not just with Bonnie sorry but with everything um and that's where I've really kind of gone to nature and space outside is my sanctuary but I think the heroes in my relationship and parenting journey to date are definitely um, Fiona. We have to shine a light on her. And she was on, um, I think, episode, oh gosh, I can't remember. The um, She was on the, this podcast anyway. And you can always link to it in the notes. Yeah. And I think that um, the fact that, so she said this to us, which I think, was so reassuring she said the fact that we've reached out to work with her shows that we care it's not about getting it right it's going to be messy it's going to be imperfect you know it's not a one-time quick fix you know we put the time in now and hopefully save time later mm-hmm. and in practice that made a lot of sense logically in practice it was really hard wasn't it it was really hard when you're in the arena and things do get physical and things are getting thrown and broken and there's big upset deregulated states all around but it's absolutely kind of worked and I think the big thing with what she's done for us is help us work on ourselves like 
Dr. Shafali said, like it is a reflection of the relationship we have with ourselves. And Bonnie was just behaving in accordance to our invisible emotional kind of world. She was picking up on the stress. And I think just it's really hard to put into words because we covered so much with Fiona, but I do believe just having that support and going yeah. to her and, you know, Dan and me, you and me, we are coaches, you know, we're that way minded. I think I've spoken before on the podcast that we're not financially well off or wasn't, you know, then in the past, but this is a priority to us. And sometimes, you know, the pain gets so much. I kind of wish we would do things or people would do things more preventably, but I think that's what we were doing really. But we prioritize this because I know some people might think it as a luxury. You can't afford to do that. A privilege. But yeah, but it was absolutely essential. It's just who we are, you know, well, our food will come above all and, <laughs> you know, we prioritize our health and that's just important to so get reaching out for help. It wasn't a hard thing for us to do. It was finding the right person, I think. And I do believe people just come into your life at the right time. And when we spoke to her, it just felt absolutely right. And those coaching sessions have been gold, haven't they? Yeah, I knew because I think the big thing for me, again, is I echo Fiona as one of my parenting heroes for this year. But I think one of the big things about her work is it's in the title, it's Happy Me Parenting. Yeah. Focuses on the adult, focuses on the individual yeah. for a number of reasons. And this is the kind of, this is why I've taken from it. Firstly, if we can regulate our own emotions, firstly, we're going to be dealing with dysregulated child emotions from a stable, regulated position. It allows us to contain it because our window of tolerance it hasn't been exceeded you know, and we are comfortably within it. Secondly, we are modeling healthy emotional regulation yes. to our children. And children do more, they, they do more what we do than what we say. Yeah. So if they are, if we are modeling that healthy emotional regulation to our children, they are going to mirror that. And they're going to see that's how life is lived. Because that's what parents do. We model the way life should be lived to our children. Yes, and that is so important to be the to be the model. It makes me think of the Glennon Doyle. This link has always stuck with me because I think it's perfect when it comes to emotional regulation. But Glennon Doyle was talking about this once, saying like when you're on a plane and there's turbulence and everyone's freaking the fuck out. Oh, what do you? What what are the? You mean their hostesses? Air hostesses, yeah, the hostesses. They just keep giving out the nuts. <laughs> And yeah. so that's your job as a parent is to just keep giving out a goddamn nuts. <laughs> and I kind of love that because if you feel safe in your skin and you feel happy in who you are and you've got that tolerance and you've got that level of like understanding and resilience and you've got space, you've got space to hold a bit more, you've got the capacity, you can just keep giving out the fucking nuts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um you're absolutely right. It is modeling. It's building trust with Bonnie as well, that she knows she can be herself and she's not going to be judged or told off. She can be herself, whatever emotion comes up to her and be safe. Yeah. Yeah. One of the issues there is it goes back to one of the hardships is Bonnie not going to school. Mm. And I do the drop off in the morning. So it can get very stressful. Um, and there was one occasion I came back 
after I come back from from being away for a weekend, and usually when that happens, Bonnie doesn't want to go into school because she wants to spend time with whichever parent has been away. And in the morning, um, we went through not a compl- not a battle, but Bonnie was in a hugely dysregulated state. She just did not want to go in, and eventually. I conceded that, you know, she, first of all, she wasn't going to be, she wasn't going to regulate herself in the time needed to go back into school, certainly not in that environment. She needed to come home to her mum, brought her home. But as I was bringing her home, I explained to her that I wasn't, I wasn't cross. And I explained to her that I wasn't cross. And then all of a sudden she just melted. Like I was carrying her and she just melted into my shoulder and just kind of let it all go, you know? And that for me was a, it, it was well it was a beautiful moment because you know you just this complete surrender and this complete kind of like she's like I'm safe now mm. you know because I think before that there was always that kind of a bit of a standoff a bit of a, almost like a it wasn't a battle but I think you know I was trying to do what was right what I thought was right and Bonnie was like this isn't right for me and she was telling me and I think even though it felt like it lasted ages, it was probably only about like five minutes. And and it was by the end of it, I was picking her up and her melting into my shoulder and bringing her home to her mum. It was just, it was the right thing to do. And that I think is the, that containment for her is that she knows that she's safe. Mm-hmm. Even though she's completely rattled the bar, she's given it everything that she could give. And I wasn't, I wasn't cross was was her just knowing that she was safe and so she could relax and that she wasn't going to go into an environment where she didn't feel safe so that takes me on to like hero you're definitely a hero as well as Fiona because you've done the work and she said like Fiona said it's to see a man come up and do this you know to actually put himself forward to do this work is really admirable like and absolutely we're in it together but I think that needs to be considered like to think where you've come and we've spoken about this before that Fiona's actually the work we've done with the parenting has enriched our relationship and our ability to communicate Mm. and you put words to those emotions and be more open and me be more able to kind of meet you at your love language as well and I think how you've moved into Bonnie and not moved away like you've held the bar you've you've held your shape as a dad and that is admirable thank you (laughs) well I think just to pick up on that before I highlight my next hero is is I think what my view of it is 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 with with parenting is that you know a dad is a parent too you know they're not just the disciplinarian they're not just the sort of the financial earner they are way more than that yeah and and that's just my viewpoint I think you know we need to be there to support our children in the same way that that the, you know the, the, the mother does or, or even you know we need to be there with the mother to um to support them in whatever parenting strategy we take can I add to this because yeah. this is something I wrote down a while ago and I was going to post this on Father's Day and I never did because it's, I don't do trends <laughs> <laughs> But Dr. Edith Edgar said that how fathers treat their children is important because children don't do what we say. They do what they see. The way a father loves his children is the way he treats their mother. How he loves, adores, takes care of the mother, his wife. So love is not what you feel. It's what you do. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. Dr. Ada Fenker. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there was never any question in my mind about doing the, the, the parenting work with you. Yeah. Because it's, I'm like I said earlier, I'm a parent. I'm a parent for the rest of my life. Mm. And it's a responsibility and it's a privilege. Yeah. It's a massive privilege. And I think, you know, I have to make this is what am I going to do with this privilege? Mm. And, and and my decision has been to do the best that I can and do absolutely everything in my power mm. to do that, mm. you know? So next hero. Next hero, you sweetheart. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we have 20 minutes. Do we? 25. 25, no, to talk about me. Oh. <laughs> Carry on. Um, right. Through the work with Fiona and also yeah. through the work that you've done yourself. Yeah. Okay. The relationship and the connection that I've seen with Bonnie and the love and the she's coming. Here she comes. Here are rumblers. Hi, sweetheart. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. What would you like? You to eat. Oh, I want <laughs> I to eat you. Oh, okay. Um, so you are one of my parent heroes because that 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 relationship with Bonnie has just blossomed beautifully in the last year. And the time, the energy, the emotion, the passion, and the bravery you've had with it uh, has been admirable. And I've, she's scary. <laughs> I've, I've sat back. No, I have. I've sat back and I've watched. I've watched you, mother, our daughter, and in fact, it's 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 made me so much more appreciative of you and what you bring and how you enhance my life through that bond and that connection and that love as it, it's it, I struggle words and and this is enough you know this is this is another occasion where I struggle because it's difficult yeah. to put that feeling into words but you because can't it's... always put words to passion passion is pure feeling and love so sometimes there aren't words no but I, I, I can feel it <laughs> and that has been a significant change this year yeah and I always know that I can count on you to kind of come in and and save me from I say save me, but when I when when I kind of get stuck in the situations where I can't quite find that emotional empathy or that, you know, that connection with Bonnie is that I know that or my approach isn't working, or I know that you can come in with this really completely foreign approach to me because I'm just not there. I'm just not on that empathy side you know, the, the emotional side, the connection that you have with her. And I'm working to get get there. But it's it's like magic what you do. Like, it really is sometimes. So you are one of my parenting heroes. Thank you. And obviously back at you, like I said, but, you know, we don't really get told this very often. You're a fantastic, well, no, phenomenal mum. No, 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 I'm just saying, but, as it's really interesting because you don't. You, when you're pregnant, people say, "Oh, you're going to be a great mum," and all of this, and then no one says "fuck all" when you're a parent. Annie. And very rarely do we get acknowledged, and you acknowledge me, and I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge each other, but it makes me think about the reading that I had with Michelle, another psychic medium, and she said you're such an amazing mum and you know her just saying that oh my god and you saying that like we don't 
we just go through the motions because we have to, but rarely do we hear that. So I think that's just a really important point because if there's people listening that feel invisible and I think that is the thing that we can sometimes feel invisible, it's the work, it's what mothers do when it looks like nothing, like that is a book. So it's mm. thank you and to acknowledge that outward to others. Yeah, and I'd just say that if, I don't know, if any partners or dads are listening, if you think, if your partner, the mother of your children is doing an amazing job, tell them. Yeah. Look them in the eyes and tell them. Yeah. Like, because they need to know yeah and you need to recognize it yeah because you don't know what you've got yeah until it's not there yeah that's true hello just a little interruption to this episode i just want to share with you that i am now taking on clients for my one-to-one coaching program for 2023 and honestly like i believe there's time and what you choose to do with it there's no right or wrong time and if you're hearing this and it's resonating and you're listening to this episode then that is happening for a reason so i actually created my energized mother model with you in mind just to clarify i don't work with new mums when i say i don't i do but i don't per se just work with new mums i tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence who have kind of just got on with it for so long and maybe abandoned themselves or sacrificed their needs in the process of raising their kids and they realize they're living this kind of legacy of depletion legacy of living in this kind of inner conflict of exhaustion and they just know they can feel so much better and they want to bet on themselves and raise their standards and step up for themselves so this proven four-month one-to-one breakthrough pathway is to help you transform unresolved trauma and what I mean by that these are the unconscious hidden things that are in our blind spot often and that are holding us back sometimes there's really obvious things we've been through that have a huge impact on our identity and who we are and who we become but often what I see is these drip fed moments that build up like sand that really impact our sense of confidence and self-worth and how we're able to honor ourselves and kind of be the agent in our life. So it's really about transforming those from the roots so that we can release those overwhelming emotions that tend to hijack us when curveballs come our way or our hormonal cycle. (laughs) And this is so that you are free and free is the word to live and parent with more peace, purpose and energy passing down wisdom and not wounds and that's what I really want for you if you are dedicated to changing the narrative for the next generation but also having a bit of fun and living your life in the process this is for you and I combine you've probably heard me on the podcast I combine my nutritional therapy and functional medicine approach and really looking at what's going on underneath the surface at the root and I have a whole load of tools in the toolbox here around functional testing that are open to you and on the other hand I combine that with my transformational coaching and hypnosis and NLP where we really get to do some incredible techniques that unless you experience them they're really hard to explain and actually go back to where these beliefs originated and this is where we do the magic and we can really release them and reframe them but also find the resources that you need to move forward that are normally hidden under life's layers of crap. (laughs) 
it is transformational. You can read on my website some of the reviews and testimonials and feedback. And I've put the link in the show notes for you to go and read that full page. You want to know a little bit more, but also please do reach out because we're all different. And this is a very individual kind of program based on you as an individual and it's very holistic so reach out if you want to know whether it's right for you and I would absolutely love to hear from you so the link is in the show notes go have a read drop me a message and we can have a chat let's make 2023 your year okay back to the episode there is a very special bond with me and Bonnie and I can see what she needs before she needs it. Mm-hmm. However, my struggle, and I'm digressing a little bit, is having the capacity to give it to her because sometimes I just can't. Sometimes, honestly, you just can't be asked, can you? You want to be able to get out the door, put your shoes on, get out the door. Yesterday, it took us an hour and a half to get out the door. It was worth it. But sometimes you can't be asked. And I'm just being very honest. I mean... It's not just the physical act of getting ready to get out the door. It's actually the emotional coaching. Yeah. It's like you are coaching a cat yeah. out of the house. And first you have to dress the cat and then get it oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. The, the husband is like, on the, <laughs> are you ready? And then I haven't got my water bottle and we're all as bad as each other. Yeah, We all think we're ready until actually leaving the house. And we're like, oh, ready. I've got this, got this, got this. So so yeah any more on here i do have more i do have just one more yeah um both in parenting and relationship actually just want to put in fiona as a relationship here as well just because in the past when we'd tried you know we'd worked with someone which was the wrong fit what didn't fit for us on our relationship every problem we seemed to be bringing to the table in our relationship was parenting focused so to have fiona kind of come in and, and focus on us yeah as individuals it worked it worked you know and there's a there was a much stronger connection and bond between us in our relationship as a result of that support we had with parenting and connecting the work we've both done with joe and our health and everything together and feeling better in ourselves yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, having the energy yeah Uh, energy everything yeah Yeah. energy for relationships so but also on both parenting and relationships as is bonnie's grandparents you know they've been there to help babysit play um educate um and spend time with her and love her and it's a sort of a bond and a love that we can't we can't give her because it's it's a different generation and there's something special there so here is again for me in both parenting in terms of giving bonnie something that that she really needs and there's of huge value which is predominantly love um but also in relationship is that practical you know babysitting yeah. you know child minding support yeah. um so thank you yeah I, I totally agree and I think one of the biggest hardships also is being isolated you know not having regular support and that's why not being able to find the time for our relationship we're always fighting for time because a lot of it's felt like it's fallen on us and you know when we do have this support it is gold it gives us so much relief and also just to you know shine a light on my mum for everything she's been through, her relationship with Bonnie is special. Mm-hmm. It is special. And, and Bonnie has the determination of my mum. And when they're together, Bonnie just follows her around. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she adopts her leadership skills. <laughs> but my mum just 
surrenders to Bonnie in a positive way. And like, I think also she <laughs> treats her like an adult. She just talks to her like she would one of her friends and Bonnie yeah. absolutely loves Sex it because stuff, she yeah. loves being treated like an adult. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to shine a light on, on obviously grandparents and their support and how it's helped us, but also the relationship with Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Thank you, grandparents. So my hero, I think es- Esther Perel, I call her Esther Perel, but I'm not sure if it's Perez. We all know Esther, don't we? She is the relationship guru. Um, but when we were having, um, when me and Dan would kind of go through these kind of disagreements or conflicts, it's usually the same stuff that would come up, isn't it? And part of it was how we communicate full stop and this kind of fight for time and our own kind of nervous system space and to get things done money was another thing um our family dynamic and you know another child is another thing and what was really interesting when I heard Esther Perel say it when two couple when a couple wants two different things so one wants one thing and one wants the other or it seems to be conflicting she says you have to put it into context that it doesn't mean that person says no forever. It's in the context of their backstory, of who they are, their belief systems, their lived experience, their health status, all these different things, their environment. And I think for me, that led to a lot of compassion and understanding and allowed us to find more mutual ground because we weren't just wanting different things and that was it it was in the context of our current environment and situation and all of this so she's been a hero matt frey who was the most download episode that i did in 2022 i think what he was saying about making the invisible visible and this is why relationships fall apart is our failure to make the invisible visible and i think you know really understanding how well do you know your partner and we're all coming at life from our different lenses and different filters and lived experience and whether that be the kind of wounded child or 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 whatever and I think it's really understanding that and also how trust is built on the validation of our emotional experience and I think the analogy he used which I love is the monster under the bed like if Bonnie was scared and she said there was a monster under the bed, we would not go up and say, don't be stupid, go back to bed, go back to sleep. You know, we'd sit with her and we'd validate her reality, even if we knew there wasn't a monster under the bed. And I think that for me has been gold, just understanding that my experience is my experience. It doesn't mean it's not a personal attack on you. We don't have to go into that defense. We need to just learn to hold space and listen. And again, you know, I've said it before, Brené Brown said, you can never ever walk in someone else's shoes. The only way you will ever know how they feel is to listen to their story and believe them. And I think it's that belief part of that Mm. is so important. And that takes a lot of I hate the word emotional intelligence, but I think it's emotional growth to be able to do that. And if you are triggered in that moment, that's where the work lies. So, yeah, Fiona, you, my friend Jen, who was just there throughout because we talk and she's a hero to me. Um, Esther Prell, Matt, grandparents. Bonnie. Bonnie. Oh, no, don't say that too loud. She'll come in. (laughs) I'm hungry. I think because I just want to pick up the hero wise is that the whole reason we both set out on this journey 
not only like healing but self-discovery massive self-development and growth it's because bonnie has come along and she has said you, you need to up level you know you need to come out and we need to grow with her and i think that is almost like bonnie in some respects has set us free set us free from old patterns old ways opened our eyes to what is possible you know where's where does our potential lie and has really changed the course of of both of our lives massively not just because oh we're your parents now you've got a child but actually in terms of what we're willing to tolerate you know what we have what standards we hold for ourselves yeah our what values. We, yeah what we actually want from this life yeah and also you know what's what's true you know what's really going on you know curiosity yeah she's she's shown us the truth and it's made us look at certain like societal kind of systems and structural systems educational systems and actually question things not just go with the norm like what's right for us and she's kind of given us the push to go against the tide and do what's right for us as a family that really fosters connection and Mm -hmm. quality time not this kind of separation where you're doing this over there and stressing yourself out I'm doing that she's going to school we're kind of bringing ourselves together and just jump in another hero to you is Tony Riddle because I think you learned so much from that experience and who you became as a person and was able to bring back and on the freedom I think someone said to you that Bonnie has freed us now it's time to free her oh no I said that did you no I said I said I said (laughs) Bonnie Bonnie has set us free yeah. And now it's time to return the favour. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's our turn to set her free. And that's where our vision, which we'll talk about, comes in, about creating the lifestyle that really fosters her sense of wonder and child, you know, being the child and creativity and growth and, you know, what children are really here for. Yeah, well, like, as well, you know, as well as there being, like, the wounded child walking around in adult's body, but there's all, there's also the inner fun-loving, yes. playful child. Yes that we need to we need to nurture like we need to we need to look after the wounded child but we need to allow that like playful fun loving curiosity you know innocence the inner sense of a child to kind of come through and and really fill ourselves up and you know and allow that like sense of wonder you know the sense of possibility the sense of potential to the desire to learn and really know what's kind of going on. And we need to allow that to come to the surface as well. So that's another big thing Bonnie has taught us is that not only do we, you know, sometimes we need to behave like adults, but we sometimes as adults, we need to play, you know, for our own growth, our own development, for our own like social connection in some respects as well, you know, and learning and development. Otherwise, you know, if we're not playing, yeah. something Tony Real says is, is you know if, if play was wasn't so important you know as a species it would have we would have evolved out of it you know we wouldn't have carried on but it continues you know but as adults we don't play is a form of education it is yeah. how we learn and imagination is a form of planning yeah you know if you I, I have no idea who said it but there's a quote along the lines of if you want a child to learn let them play yeah just let them play it you know let them work things out themselves they're incredibly intelligent and the same applies to us but society strangles out like any kind of room to allow for that creativity and play 
yeah. you know, with its kind of fast-paced, modern, fake ways. But anyway, so are we good with the hero? Yeah, I think so. I, I think a couple that. more, yeah. Okay, so the highlights. I think the highlight for me definitely with parenting is the connection. Mm-hmm. But also believing that that is that is the right way forward, like having the validation through Fiona and just the, the evidence that connect first. Like I heard Dr. Rongan say, like, connect first, educate second, because no one cares what you say until they know that you care. And that is so true with parenting. Like when we've got really at our ends tether and boundaries come out and like discipline and that kind of thing I just know we know it doesn't work we haven't fostered that connection mm-hmm. and and there is that's where the time and the patience and the work comes in and the capacity in ourselves to be able to do that and be kind of asked to do that <laughs> yeah so the highlight of the, the grown connection between me and Bonnie you Bonnie me and you all of us as a family and I think also from Fiona's work, finding out what motivates Bonnie, that's been a big learning for me, putting myself in her shoes and finding out like well, actually what motivates her and giving her the same degree of significance and autonomy that I crave myself. That's been gold. She loves yeah. having a job. Yeah. She loves having that role. And um, so that's been really good. And then I think parenting, learning to choose another narrative learning to choose another narrative and learning along the way and also just you know Bonnie (laughs) the two little stories I wanted to share that um I used to get quite triggered by Bonnie when she would say to me oh you don't love me um you know that would be like of course I fucking do look how much I do for you blah 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 blah. you can't see what I do on the inside all of this I wouldn't necessarily, I'd never swear at her, by the way. And if she does ever swear, it probably is me. She's picked it up off, but I never swear at her. And we were driving back from the reservoir earlier this year and Bonnie was in the back and we were just chatting away. And then she she started singing this song. It was like, when I was a baby, mummy didn't love me. So I was like, okay, interesting. That's a nice song, Bonnie. And and I was actually able to sort of not turn to her because I was driving, but in the mirror, I was like, do you believe that? And she kind of just grumbled under her voice or muttered something. And I was like, well, interestingly, Bonnie, when I had you, I wasn't very well. Like I was really tired and I struggled and I didn't really like myself as much as I I did love you. And there was a gap, but I don't, I can't remember exactly what I said. It was very age appropriate, but I was able to validate her reality that she picked up on something because I could have just said, oh, don't be silly. Yeah. Be quiet. What are you talking about? But actually, I did struggle. And when I was in that dark space for a long time, if I'm honest, the resentment did come up. You know, those dark places took me to maybe I shouldn't have had kids. Maybe I shouldn't have. And that's just me being honest. And those were really dark spaces to be in. Whereas we know we would never change anything. And as things have happened exactly as they they needed to. But kids do pick up on that invisible emotional atmosphere and my job I think is part of being a cycle breaking parent or a cycle creating doing things differently is to validate her reality when she picks up on that and be the adult 
And I was able to say, you know, I, I did struggle. And anyway, her response to that was like, quit your yakka, mama. You're the best mummy for me. So I'm really proud of that. And that was the highlight. And the other one was the you were away and I was taking Bonnie to school and she came in dressed in these pink and purple like camo leggings. Incidentally, I also have some. She likes to dress like me. And I was like, Bonnie, do you think um, you could maybe wear some blue ones to school? So she went off and I thought, oh, that worked. Like I didn't have to put any bound. That was fine. And she got, she was in the cupboard. I don't know why she was in the cupboard. But anyway, she came out and she had her blue leggings on and it was summer. And we were always late. Whenever I take Bonnie, I'm always late. We're always running up the school kind of path. Anyway, we were late and we were running and everyone was coming back because they dropped their kids off. And Bonnie was just like, oh, oh, um, I've just realized I've got two pairs of trousers on. I was like, really? Like, I'm really hot. I'm like, oh, we need to take a pair off. So I <laughs> took the pair off on the side of the road. And underneath was her pink and purple camo leggings. So she's like, thanks, mum. See you later. And just ran off. So she's very clever. She gets what she wants, I think, is the lesson there. She's very determined. Um, and I can learn a lot for Bonnie, from Bonnie. So I think those are the highlight for me. And just in the relationship, like through the trauma work I did with the horses and the constellation and other people were playing your roles. And I'm just going into this very quickly just because of time but other people play the roles of certain family members. And the person that was playing me in this amazing constellation actually did hand back the pain, the generational pain that you gave me something that wasn't mine to carry and now I'm handing it back. And I think that was significant in the release that it's not my pain to carry. Um, Dan and I coming closer through our parenting support, like that's been gold. And then our grown kind of understanding of each other and sense of team like we are each other's ally and I think the big one and just a shout out to Helena Holdrick is our vision that just now at the end of last year we both did our vision workshops with Helena separately and we have a clear kind of picture of where we're heading literally picture and I think that has been absolute gold with bringing us closer together. But the excitement and that childlike yeah. wonder and the creativity as a family, we can do this. Yeah. But it's also the parallels between the two, two completely independent sessions, um, completely kind of, you know, random flicking through magazines, but but finding and being drawn to exactly the same sort of stuff. Yeah. That was that that was like the sort of childlike wonder for me. I was just like, no way. Although That's you've amazing. left a bit of space on yours and mine's crammed up to the eyeballs. I think I've got something to learn from you in terms of <laughs> you can probably you can probably space. understand why I need to leave some space. <laughs> for me. <laughs> My shit overflowed into yours. What are your highlights? Um well actually just one thing with the parenting is that the, the hard work kind of does pay off and the yes. connection does pay off because I was put into Bonnie, putting Bonnie to bed last night. And throughout her incredibly fidgety routine, she actually just, she kind of rolled out of bed because I was lying on the floor next to her bed, rolled out of bed on, and just kind of cuddled me on top and said, you're the greatest daddy ever. Oh, You know, so little things like that, you know, you're the greatest dad ever or daddy, I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, the, it, you know, those sorts of things, you know, you have to hold on to them because they they are kind of like the trophy kind of like the the, the reward for, yeah. for the work that you put in. You're right. The little things is, you know, like over a Christmas holiday, Bonnie's not going to remember like when she's older, what presents she got, you know, 
she's going to remember how she felt. She's going to remember the connection that she had with her parents, her family, um, animals in this case as well, you know? So that has been a very recent highlight. And the other one I think recently as well has been playing with Bonnie. Like we had lots of snow early December mm. and there was just one day we went, Bonnie and I went out sledging. We were out sledging for hours yeah, because it activated my inner child. Yeah, And I was there playing with Bonnie, my inner child there playing with Bonnie, but just in an adult's body. So of course I became the penguin sledge, <laughs> you know? So I was saying, look, Bonnie, watch this. And I did a penguin sledge. Bonnie's like, I'm going to jump on you. So she jumped on my back and a penguin slid down on my with her on my back. And then of course, like the kids from around the corner, they wanted a ride as well. So I became this like, you know, <laughs> the penguin sledge for, for all the kids of the of the neighborhood. But it's just things like that. It's just really, you know, it, the highlights like that are, are, the, are the important ones for me because that kind of inner child connection between me and Bonnie is actually really quite special. Um, magical yeah. moments, aren't they? Not these big huge celebrations and bland wines and they're them little magical yeah moments. it's not like a big holiday at disneyland even though i know that's what you want to do yeah um, it's it's just the little things the day-to-day and and again another one in the summer we we just went to um peebles down the road and we threw stones in the river for an entire afternoon oh my in goodness in the sunshine you know just things like that just really simple it doesn't have to be hard you've just reminded me of one more can i say <laughs> yes. we went to peebles and we went in a crystal shop and bonnie was there for ages trying to choose a crystal and i was trying to move her away from energy and stuff and give her more calm and peace crystals that represented more calm and peace and i asked her whether she wanted rose quartz and it's love and she she didn't want that but then we went off and we went to a cafe and we just sat outside and she just turned around and said I don't need that crystal because I've got you oh. <laughs> I've got your love That's I was like oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no she, she's still too young to follow up with can I have a toy <laughs> just butter us up and then ask for what she wants and she's not um doing that. um other highlights for me is 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 a greater understanding of that emotional regulation yes a greater ability to regulate myself nervous system yeah so the muscle and like through the work with fiona but also just the the, the weekend learning i had with with tony riddle for mm-hmm. the uh, 100 human experience just that bringing that away the power of the breath to for everything for anything yeah you know um and then a big one in terms of relationships is actually just, you know, how much better our relationship is because look at the number of dates we've actually been on, the yeah. amount of time that we've set aside for ourselves, you know, to actually nurture our relationship, to put everything else aside and just be like, right, me and you, we're going out. We actually had a night over in London to go to a gig, didn't we? And Food fighters. Yeah. And, and that was the first time we'd been away. Yeah. We had a night away since Bonnie was like two, yeah. almost three, you know. So That's right. big thing. And then, yeah, a couple of other gigs as well. So alongside that, I, I think, you know, the the, the connection that we've we fostered and we've, we've built and we've grown through the work that we've both been doing, both with Fiona and independently of that. Yeah. You know, our relationship is in a far healthier position. And it's, you know, it's no one's going to say it's perfect but we are in a such a good place in yeah. comparison to this point last year and it's exciting what's going so, to come in the year ahead shall we share our learnings and advice yes. yes and you know we share this because we hope that our reflections will help you reflect 
over your life, your relationship, your parenting, and hopefully like resonate with our experience that you're not on your own. And I think, you know, my big learnings, and there's there's a few, but don't be afraid to go your own way and be your own rule book. You know, they say children don't come with a rule book. They are the rule book. You know, you are. And absolutely reach out for help, reach out for guidance, but be really led by your own internal kind of instincts and value system and what you want, that it is okay, even if it's different to how other people's doing it but also big structures and systems and that kind of thing don't be scared to like question those and are they actually right for you and your kids children are sacred I think we have so much to learn from them and we need to do our best to listen to them witness them and hold space for who our children really is and foster that sense of identity I think that is so so important for me like you mentioned being the model and really giving Bonnie space to do things her way and be her own little person and that comes back to what I has been one of the biggest learnings of the power of attachment the quality of the like psychological and emotional connection shared between a caregiver and their child which transcends all space and time and that makes me think of echoes of love when I talked about identity in the identity episode that actually the echoes of love, it's not just about trauma and pain. What are we transmitting? What are we passing on? What are the qualities, the attributes, the traits that kind of transmit into someone's spirit of who they are, whether that be like kindness, love, resourcefulness, tenacity, determination, creativity, like being yourself, self-worth. It's another thing that we've modeled through doing this work and energy, like showing your kids their own potential by really nurturing and protecting and prioritizing your energy. And those echoes of love are transmitted and passed on along your generational line. That is your legacy. Mm -hmm. And then your kids pass that on and it gets amplified. And I believe this is how we do change the narrative for the next generation and generations to come. And this is the gift of being, whether you call it a cycle breaking parent or whatever, this is the gift. Um, Another big learning is that kids, you know, Bonnie wasn't giving us a hard time. She was having a hard time. And I think distinguishing between the two that it wasn't personal, she was having a hard time and she needed us to step up for her and be there in the arena with her. Um, And often we want the same thing. Kids make you feel how they feel. You know, for me, I've always grown up with this desire for significance, for feeling seen. And it always comes back to that and autonomy, freedom to be me. And I see this a lot in Bonnie, that she wants that significance, that acknowledgement and the autonomy, mm-hmm. give it within boundaries to have a little bit of choice. Um, so I think those are the huge kind of parenting lessons. And I do believe what Caroline Miss says, and I've said this in previous kind of masterclass and things, that children are here to challenge the generation that gave birth to them so that they can rebuild, knock down old structures that don't work and rebuild a new way forward because that's how we grow and that's how we change and that's how we evolve. They're supposed to challenge us. (laughs) And it is the opportunity for a human upgrade. And then for relationships, what I really hope for, and this is work in progress, it's something I'm always working on, is for more maskless, brave conversations in 2023. How can we be more honest and take the mask off 
and actually just speak our truth and see people meet them where they are at as well. And I think another big learning, hello, Bonnie, is making self, do you want something, baby? You okay yeah. five more minutes? Okay, five more minutes is making self-acceptance a daily practice. And I think when we have complicated relationships, especially where trauma is involved, it's self-acceptance and acceptance of other people and that you can't change other people. And really, ultimately, all they want is to be seen and loved is letting go of the idea that things are different. And I believe that is a process of grief and it's a process of release. And it's something that we work on every day, that self-acceptance isn't a destination. And that is just my opinion. But actually, people are changing. The world is changing. Our environment is changing. And it's something that we need to work on each day. And something that I heard the other day. No, I didn't. I heard it from Dr. Rangan. He said, what story do you need to create to make that person a hero? And I think when we're coming into conversations, and I'm not talking about toxic, abusive relationships, but I'm talking about those complex gray area ones where no one's like a bad person. They've just been through their own experiences and they are an expression of that. And sometimes we have conflicting needs and it can be difficult and conflicting beliefs and values so what story do you need to create to make that person a hero I just like that and I think that is where the work lies and the big one just to leave this on before I hand over to you is don't forget your love story don't forget to have a vision for your adult romantic relationship because it's so easy to put it at the bottom of the pile when the dishes are done, the kids in bed, the house is done, and there's no time left. And we tend to just go to bed. Something that we've started doing is the mad, sad, glad, proud that Helena Holdrick shared. So even if we're really tired and all we want to do is watch Harry Potter Dan and I will still do, what are you mad about today? What have you been sad about today? What have you been glad about today? And what have you been proud of? There's always that open dialogue and that conversation. And obviously we've got our visions now to kind of tune in and, and discuss and make kind of goals and plans from. But don't forget to have a vision for your relationship. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think some of the things that, some of the major learnings, I think in parenting, some of the major learnings I've had has been firstly about, you know, the containment, you know, not understanding why there might be that physical reaction and why is it always directed at me? And I've shifted from that kind of like victim, or, you know, to actually, I can handle this. She needs me to handle this. Yeah. Um, and handling it effectively as well. One of the big ones for me has been, not necessarily trying to avoid emotions with Bonnie. Or conflict. Yeah, but more so, So, say, for example, you know, uh, trying to avoid her being disappointed. Well, you know, she's she's going to encounter disappointment in her life. Yeah. And and it's up to us, you know, to basically, it could be that, you know, we hold a boundary and Bonnie's disappointed about that. But then our job is then to help her regulate that disappointment help her to understand it how to how to deal with it in a in a healthy healthy way yeah and that goes for all the emotions you know could be anger could be 
frustration, overwhelm, loneliness, you know, scared, you know, frightened, things like that. So in it, and it's about, yeah, coaching her through those, those difficult emotions. So yeah. not trying to, not trying to adopt our behavior so that she avoids having to feel them because it always, you know, she's going to come across them. It's mm-hmm. probably healthier that she comes across them with us where we can contain that emotion. Yeah. The other one I think is to remind myself that through difficult times we are growing yeah we are being challenged because we need to up level you know new level new new level (laughs) and to embrace that yes it's going to be uncomfortable yes it might be difficult yes you might feel a little bit lonely Mm. um but coming out the other side of it as long as you know you've you've learned your lesson and you know why you maybe had to learn that lesson so it's that curiosity it's that yeah. inner child like why asking yourself the question five whys if you ask yourself why like five times you're pretty much usually at the cause of of, of why you are um experiencing or, or doing what it is what you need to do and one of the one of the quotes that i think kind of fits well with this for me just because of where i sit and how it resonates with me is is a um, good timber poem I think it's Douglas Malick. And he says, good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger wind, the stronger trees. But then it goes on to say, the further sky, the greater length, the more the storm, the more the strength. Yeah. And I think weathering storms in parenting, weathering storms in relationships, you know, come out the other side stronger for it. And I think the big thing that I would echo is remind yourself why you fell in love with your partner in the first place. Yeah. Have a vision for that, you know, feed that fire, you know, give it fuel. Don't smother it. Yeah. With all the day to day admin, you know, all the life stuff that is just stuff when you strip it all away, is it necessary? It's always going to be there. The to-do list doesn't give. And just on that, because that's a really good, I mean, that is so much wisdom and it's so true. Whatever your relationship looks like, I think we all have the fire of passion inside of us, but we starve ourselves of the fuel and oxygen to set that goddamn flame on fire. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same as a couple or whatever your unit or relationship dynamic looks like. I think as well, like be the oxygen and the fuel to your child's fire. Yeah. Don't smother them with becoming an adult too early. No. Allow them to be a child. Yeah. Allow them to play with their emotions. Allow them to play, mm-hmm. you know. If you smother them with all the expectations, all the social conditioning. Rules. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but hold a, hold a firm boundary. Mm-hmm. They need to be contained. Yeah. Boundaries led by values and your internal kind of compass and value system, not external societal expectations. Hell yes to that. So yeah. Drop it. So yeah, plenty plenty of learnings this year. And yeah. it's very hard to kind of condense, but it's um it's been a it's been it's been a good year. It's been a good year. It's been a rebirth and a reawakening. And I'm excited for 2023. And I think, you know, start where you are. 
start where you are and everything that Dan and I have spoken about is something that's stuff we're still working on it's a daily practice you know it's a craft to master it's not just a quick fix so we need to give ourselves compassion it's certainly not about perfection but if we can all just be a little bit more honest with ourselves I think that is a really good place to start Mm -hmm. thank you you're welcome thank you we made it without crying too much Okay, I will be back next week with another episode. Um, I hope you have a good week. Do let us know if this resonated. It really um, helps to have your feedback and to kind of strike up the conversation off the back of this. Um, But also it helps us to kind of refine our episodes and what we're talking about. And if you can share it, you just never know who it could benefit. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll be back next week.